888-379-1410. We're also on Facebook or Twitter. You can send me an email, Mitch at 1410wizem.com. But the Better Hearing Center talk and text line is 608-785-7914. Use that number because this is your opportunity to have your say on issues of the day. We invite you into the conversation on the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. Uh, we're going to find out about Rick's major victory over City Hall. We'll do that. Um, it, and it is, I'm not, I'm not overselling this here. This is not an exaggeration. Major victory by Rick Solom over, uh, Lacrosse City Hall. So we'll find out about that coming up here on the air. I, I just, just bear in mind that every other reveal that, we've had on this program is pales in comparison. That's just, it really, it's it's amazing. What's also amazing is that we have another Brewers baseball game on WYZM tonight. That's right. Right after this program at 6.05, we'll go to the Milwaukee Brewers broadcast. Brewers are playing in LA for game three of the NLCS. And uh, again, that we will preempt Dave Ramsey to bring you uh, Brewers baseball on WYZM, for those of you who will uh, be watching the or listening rather to the Packers, instead we have that on our sports station at uh, on uh, WKTY. That's ninety six point seven FM and five eighty AM. So Brewers on Wisdom, Packers on WKTY, um, and you can flip back and forth too. So it works out pretty well. Just go back and forth if you're on a drive or something like driving around. Oh, I wonder what the Packers are up to the station. I wonder what the, you know, works out pretty well. Got a lot to listen to. Uh, and then, assuming that um, the uh, Brewers win the next three games, which is uh, probably not much of a stretch. They had a little hiccup in game two, but uh, shouldn't be too much of a problem to win the next three, I would think. This this game and two more. How hard can that be, right? Which means they'll finish up at home. Well, should go well. Um, as far as the Green Bay Packers, this is going to be our little bit of a sports talk for this afternoon. We're not going to do much. We're just going to have a little sports talk and then move on to regular topics that are not sports-related. So the non-sports-related topics. But in the meantime, our, um, I was uh, getting uh, some predictions from folks about, um, about the Packers and 49ers tonight, and I think there's a, there's a, a wide expectation for the Packers to, to just, you know, really get back and take over this game and win really big. I'm trying to temper expectations because, I don't know, this doesn't look like a team of destiny to me. But I tell you what, what was inspiring for, and should be, for anybody who has reached the 40-year-old mark, and I'm assuming that I'm talking to a lot of you, um, if you watch this at all, uh, speaking of sports, which is, again, we're not going to do much of, but if you if you, uh, if you you watched this last night on... Um, the Sunday night football game, Patriots and Chiefs, it was really, you forget that Tom Brady, who is the quarterback of the New England Patriots, you forget, because he's been dominant now for 18 years, right? He's been, is <laughs> just a fixture. He's just a guy who just goes out every Sunday and just looks ridiculous and makes everybody look like chumps. But it was really cool, him rush, rushing for a touchdown, but not like, you know, skirting around the corner, just pile driving into the end zone. That was cool. That was really fun. He's 41. He's 41 years old. I just, 
when you when you start to wrap your mind around that, playing at this incredibly violent physical game at the absolute highest level and throwing your body around like that at 41 years old, it is, it's just, like, I mean, somewhat inspiring, but also just, it kind of, for a guy who is not necessarily the greatest physical specimen, he's never been that athletic, but man, it just, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing that he's able to do it and get back up and keep doing it. Because it is. It's an incredibly physical, violent game. And people don't last till they're 41. Nobody, virtually nobody has lasted until they were 41 in this game, other than kickers. So that's it's pretty amazing. Anyway, I just, it was, you know, it's not, it's just a football game. It's just a guy playing a football game. It's just a guy playing a football game at the highest level in the most important position as the most successful quarterback of all time. But damn, is that impressive? <laughs> just it's uh, it's amazing. It's as it's as if uh, we added a couple years onto Rick and had him go out there and uh, and run the football into three hundred pound guys, which I'm sure he'd be more than happy to do. I mean, it's basically the same thing I did at Noonball today, right? <laughs> it's just driving into the lane, virtually the same thing. Drop virtually no the same thing. passes. Yep. Uh, Brett Favre turned forty nine last week. Yes, yeah, I'm aware. You like on his. Is that, uh, is that your? We're we're in the same we're in the same age range, and so um, like me and Kobe are four days apart. So right. I always used to look at Kobe, but now he's retired. So yeah, I mean, really, it's just Tom Brady. But I don't play football, so it's hard to. Yeah, Richard Jefferson just retired. I think like uh, uh, the Bucks, the Jet, Kenny. Uh, oh, what's the the Bucks point guard? The like old oh, dude. Um, yeah. What's his name? Uh, you know, I forgot that, that his guy. name. He's yeah. forty though. Forty. I think. Yeah. Um, they still have. You wouldn't have given me his nickname, and then we would have had it. Uh, I don't even know if it is the Jet, is it? Because I feel like it's Kenny the Jet it's Smith. Just, is this just, other guy named the Jet? It's too? just Jet. I, I don't know. They I, do not call me Jet. Okay. No, they really not anymore. Not since back in the day. Jason you, Terry. There, yeah, there we go. Um, I used to wear a headband. I don't know, and, and I might be the only one who thinks that's cool. You know, and I know that the world loves to hate on Tom Brady, but just to, it's amazing for me to see dudes that are that. That physical at, you know, again, this is not the most important job on the planet, and it's not, it's probably day after day after day, probably not the most physical, but just in terms of at this point in your life with multi-million dollars in the bank, having achieved more than any other person has in that profession ever, it is extraordinary to still be hurling yourself into 300-pound linemen at 41 years old. Extraordinary. Do you think, um, like, 80-year-olds do this with, like, Chuck Grassley, who's 85? You're like, well, look at him out there. He's, you know, he's doing it with the best of them. Sharp as a tack, I think. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. Not quite. All right. Anyway, 608-785-7914. If you'd like to join us here on the air, 785-7914. Also on Facebook and Twitter, we can, you can send me an email, Mitch at 1410WIZM.com. Uh, that is our sports talk for the day. We will push that to the side. We'll put that in an envelope, tuck it away for later. Wait, we're not even going to preview the Packer game? Packers are, this is a trap game. They are bound to lose. Done. I mean, they're not making the playoffs. No, not making the playoffs. 608-785. And I, this, this, we have this listener who completely missed the point of what I was saying. No one cares about the Patriots on the Better Hearing Center talking text line. Yes, I acknowledged that I don't. And really, at all. But it's if you don't recognize the extraordinary 
just do it. 41 years old. That person that texted is not anywhere near 40 is what's going on there. I bet I bet they're... Anyone like 35 and older is going, oh, that's crazy. Because they're in their 35 and over year old body. Yeah. And they're like creaking around and like, oh. Yeah, I mean, when you hit 40, it's the door closes. It is an, an amazing change that happens. Well, 40 shortly thereafter. 40 something. And all of a sudden, it's just everything hurts. It's just all hurt all the time. So I don't know how he does it. All right. 608-785-7914. This listener says just get to the pro-government propaganda like usual. Do we have pro-government propaganda on the agenda today? I mean, I did that Chuck Grassley thing a couple minutes ago. I was going to... (laughs) That was um, pro-government, wasn't it? We were... I was going to go... We were going to hear a Rick story about um, winning against City Hall. So I don't know if that's pro-government. I think it's more like... That's pro-the people. Fight the man. Yeah. Fight, yeah. I think it's fight the man. So we'll do that. That's just around the corner. Stick around. 608 785 7914. More to come. Stick around. Lacrosse Talk PM and WIZ. I'm Mitch Reynolds. 608 785 7914. If you'd like to join us here on the air, that's the Better Hearing Center. Talk a text line 608 785 7914. So when did this happen, Rick? This was uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago? Ten days ago. Ten exactly days ago. Ten days ago. Uh, ten days ago. Was it, that was the Trump thing, wasn't it? Trump when you rally came? was Thursday, Trump so rally that was, was 11 days ago. But Okay. Then. All right. So uh, Rick took the Wismobile uh, to Rochester and ran out of gas, but didn't know it Could until Brad tried to take the Wismobile several days later. But that's an entirely different story. I still have the gas cans in the back of my truck. We don't need that. I filled. took care of that. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're all set. Um. So anyway, so uh, and really, that's that. It's not really Rick's fault here. I'm admitting that that it's it is the universe's fault. But probably should have like took a you know note of the fact that the dashboard was out and the gas gauge wasn't working. Wouldn't have been on. But who knew? Anyway, so um, Rick took the Wisdom Mobile to the uh, Donald Trump rally in Rochester uh, ten eleven days ago, right? Eleven days yep. ago. Okay, and so he left. You left your truck here and Broke took the wisdom over the main street ramp. Okay, parked in the main street ramp because um, instead of coming all the way back here, Rick just uh, went back home after the rally. Am I right so yep, far? Just okay. a little bit closer. So. All right. So on the following day, you were not able to register your truck in the ramp. Yeah. So Friday, Thursday night, Thursday night at like five or four, whatever time I left for the Trump rally, which right. was like three or somewhere like that. Yep. I did the whole check in on the computer in the ramp, so right. you get three free hours. So after six, you're good. Yep. So I didn't have to worry about it. And then trucks in the ramp that night. I looked online. It said you can leave your truck in the your tr- your vehicle in the ramp overnight. Okay. And then at like sometime after doing all the you know wisdom stuff online, I went on the parking ramp app, whatever you want to call that. I don't know. The city has an app where you can register your car. Or, four, four in the morning. Yeah, something like that. All right. Uh, I went to register my car because from. You're, you're good up until 6 in the morning, and then from right. 6 to 9, you have to register to get right. those three free right. hours. Right, 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 right. And it just didn't... It said you are not allowed to register at this time. Okay. So... And then... I went to sleep. Okay. So, <laughs> Rick goes to sleep, and then... I uh, got back here, and... Went to switch cars, and there was a ticket on my windshield okay. at 8.56 a.m. So, right away, I'm thinking he's giving me a three-hour free parking ticket, because... After three hours, after nine a.m., you're you have to register again. Right. So I'm like, aha, aha. eight fifty six. You got to give me those four minutes, or, or, or otherwise, 
you're not going to get it. But right. it was not for that. It was actually for an unregistered vehicle in the parking lot. All right. So Rick felt that he had been wronged by City Hall, and I agreed with him. I thought that he had been wronged. And so you went through an appeal process. Now, how did that How did that go? What did you do exactly? I talked my way out of it. Okay. I bugged the police officer parking lady until she gave in, essentially. You're supposed to go online. Yeah. You click all, as long as you read the appeals, and if you're not, your excuse isn't one of the things that says no excuses, you know, like, I forgot I had a ticket or something like that. All right. Uh, You can go through the appeals process, and I try to do it, and it somehow thinks you, (laughs) without giving you a username and password, where you log in, it just said, okay, log in. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't have a username and password. So it says, call the parking police. So I called her and I'm like, I don't have a username and password. And she's like, okay, well, refresh and go through it. And now she must have inputted my information into the system. And I went through it again. And I go, no, it's asking for a username and password. Why would I have one of those if I've never even given it my email address huh. to? <laughs> and then she's like, okay, well, then what happened? And I told her that whole story. And then she's like, okay, well, I'll just give you a warning for this time. And Bam. and then I said, Bam. well, you might want to think about like fixing your app so that people can register between. Whoa, did you you went critical on her? Well, and then she, you know, passed the buck to Jim Flatmire. Okay, parking's all right. So that's Jim's. So, so that's now, Jim's at this problem. point, the parking czar has has this in his court. So you you are clear of your charges. However, yeah, I've been you've cleared. been cleared. Well, I've of, gotten a warning now. Cleared so of all charges. Can't talk my way out of the next one, right? Uh, but if you park in there and you can't register online, like through the app at before six, and why would anyone? Why, you, I, you be able okay, to register? So what should be happening? This is what should be happening. Is Jim Flotmeyer, parking czar Jim Flotmeyer, should be providing you with bonus hours to park on the ramp because you've identified an obvious error in their system. Well, and, uh, and I paid. That's a $30,000 consultant. Basically. Yeah, for uh, sure. It's, it's crazy. How much was the ticket? 20 bucks. Yeah. So you get, so you're, you're, you're clear? You're good? Uh, plus 20 on the city. Although my time has been wasted. This, they should owe me a little bit more. I think they should owe you well, a, should con- a consultant fee. I paid. I paid to park in the morning there too, so I should get that back, right? I would think so. Yes, yeah, that should be something part of your refund. Part what of the refund that? and the big credit coming from uh, parking czar Jim Flotmeyer for the effort. Three dollars, three hours, something yeah, like that. Right, three dollars. Yeah. Hmm. Well done, Rick. Well done, Rick. Fighting City Hall and winning. I'm now, sorry. if Rob Abraham would have answered the phone, assistant police chief. Oh, he's gonna he's gonna find a way to write you a ticket. He's gonna be he's gonna be it's gonna be a makeup ticket. He's gonna find a way to write you a makeup ticket in some kind of way. In fact, I would not put it past him that he is driving around right now trying to find your car to to write you some sort of makeup ticket. He'll never find it. There's gonna be some sort of communication, some sort of equipment violation. Tires are too big. Mirrors are too small. Cracking the windshield. Cracking the windshield. That's a ticket. Bam. Some sort of equipment violation. Non, uh, cut some cut exhaust issue. Oh, so I hit a deer the other way. That's why Rob's not going to find my car because I might have my dad's car. So you have to look for my dad's car. Um, I hit a deer the other day. Ruined my car. What What do you do when you hit a deer? Do you just if if not, if you can get out of there, just get just get out of there. What if the deer is suffering? Like, what do you do? And granted that you don't have like a knife and you could slit its throat. Deer's fault. 
Can you can you Keep call? The, should you call the police and tell them? No, to come? if the if the deer is if the deer's sitting there and it's an insurance thing, you call the police. If you don't feel like it, just keep going. Well, if you don't have, if it's not an insurance, if you thing, smacked it, if it's not an insurance thing, you smacked a deer. The deer's laying on the road. And you don't feel like killing it, then just keep driving. Yeah, but what if you feel bad and you feel like somebody that's, should come? That's and take something care of the deer? that you need to deal with yourself. <laughs> that's I, your morals. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess should, that, that's a good ethical question. Really, is it? Do you feel a? Is this? Because you've you, you're, you've had an interaction with wildlife, and it happens to be a big furry one, and rather than a you know endless number of birds that you well, smack with a, a radiator, skunk or something, and I see it never like, f- like how many squirrels have you hit? Not very many. Have you ever? Have you if you when you when you hit a squirrel, have you ever called or ever, ever called? I've police or the DNR. I've anything. gone back and taken care of it. Like when you if say, it's like, you know, like it's almost dead, but not quite. You what know? Do you, how do you take care? Well, I still have the car. Okay. I can't run over a deer again. Like I can't run the deer over with my car. That's not right. going to work. Like, I don't even know if it would kill it. I mean, it would probably kill I don't, the deer, I don't know but, what you do. I don't know what, to, I don't know what the ethic, the, the moral thing. I think the moral thing to do is that once you injure an animal, animal is to finish the, is to finish the yeah, deer. Like put it in a sleeper. You hold should put it. it <laughs> I, I don't sleeper hold. I don't but, know if that but, works. But say that's not in your character. No. Do the would the police would that be something that the police would come and yes dispatch the animal? You know yes. what I mean? Yes, they would. They would. Okay. Yeah, yeah they would. Because I that. feel like I wanted I want to do that, but I also don't want to get in some kind of trouble for like inattentive driving or something. Because you hit why don't you just pull the shotgun out of the window of your truck and and do that? <laughs> just aim it off the the I don't know why you window down. Just take that. Take the the forty four Ruger out from underneath the, your your seat in your truck and 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 do it that way. I mean, if I had my truck and the deer was laying in the road, I would have definitely just run it. You just over. run it over again. But I had my car. So. Well, wouldn't it just be? What if it just? Oh, I don't know about that. I'd find a different way. I'd find a different way. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. If you'd like to join us here on the air, seven eight five seventy nine fourteen. Just to, again, that programming. I mean, if you've got an answer to that question, I think that the 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 thing to do your moral obligation is to to put the animal out of its suffering, personally. But I, is, does that change if you got a squirrel as opposed to a, a whitetail? I don't know. That's um, Does Brian have an answer for this? Uh, I just want to put it in on beating the man. Okay. Brian went away. All right. Well, anyway. Uh, 608-785-7914. More calls coming up. Lacrosse Talk PM and WIZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. 608-785-7914. If you'd like to join us here on the air, 785-7914. We do have some listeners weighing in on what... Uh, what what uh, what one should do when one happens to hit a deer on the road and said deer is not ended by said hit. It looks like um, that uh, the uh, consensus is that you should you should uh, you should run away. No, you should uh, you should um, dispatch with the animal. How's that for a euphemism? Dispatch with the animal. No, what? Kill what it. is that? But what if Kill you? It. But what if you Kill don't it. have that in your capacity? I. You know what? I don't know. Then you gotta you gotta. Or the deer is like, you well, know, you know, the deer is pretty, pretty hurt. Yeah, but also not hurt enough where you could get at it to, you know, if you had like a knife in your car to slit its throat or something. Well, nobody's gonna, nobody, you know, you're not gonna go chasing through the woods. No, for but a deer I mean, it could be like. I think we're looking, we're talking about <laughs> we're talking about a situation where an animal is alongside the road. If you can't do it, then you have to make the call to have someone come out and do it. I think that that's. I, I would imagine, I, I could be wrong about that. Again, I, this is not, I think it's not a legal obligation. There's a moral obligation. Right. To, I, I think, but I mean, you know, am I saying that, is it is it different if it's a deer rather than a squirrel? Because I'm not going to stop the world to, to call, you know, someone to dispatch a squirrel 
chances are a squirrel doesn't fare well when it hits your car anyway. Right. So maybe, I don't know, are there different rules for deer? Maybe there shouldn't be. Maybe it's just a thing where you're like, yeah, There's sorry, also, man. Like, usually you hit sorry. deer at night, so only the only people that would be around would be police. That's a good point. I mean, you know, the other, the other thing is that folks that hit deer typically, you know, there's there's often a, a you know, if the, if if you typically there's a there's a um, an insurance claim, and so you have to, I, I think you have to make a call anyway. I think I'm, I'm not entirely sure. I haven't. The last time I hit a deer, I was in a bi- really big Buick, and it knocked. I think we just barely clipped it, and it knocked out a bit of the headlight. And I, I wasn't going to submit a claim anyway because of the the deductible. So I just I just paid it, and it wasn't that big of a deal. Um, and it was just part of the headlight. What's that called? Where the piece where the headlight is? I can't think of it off the top. I had the front clip. Like park front clip was cracked, and I think it was I think it was just a little bit more than a deductible, and I decided that it wasn't worth the additional potential you know cost of insurance, I guess. So, but I think I would think that the, the legal aspect aside, I would think that you would either take the responsibility of calling someone, you know, calling police to let them know that there's a you know dying stuff dying animal alongside the road, or do it yourself. <laughs> I do have, actually, I worked with a guy one time, a long time ago, I worked with a guy uh, who is a, now a dentist in this area, and he was um, just, he was hunting all the time, constantly hunting. And so he had gear in his truck all the time, and he was on his way to work one day when he hit, uh, I think he hit a deer, or he ran across a deer that somebody else had hit, or at something. But the deer was injured, and badly and he just took out his hunting knife and chased it down, jumped on the deer and cut his throat. Which is interesting because most people won't do that. 608-785-7914-785-7914. Uh, let's see if we'd like to uh, join us here on the air. Um, we've got a couple of people weighing in on this. Um, way smarter responses than I have, by the way. So I will, I will get to uh, I'll get to some of the listeners that are weighing in on the Better Hearing Center talk and text line by texting in at 608-785-7914. But in the meantime, we've got uh, people waiting on the line. So we'll go to Joey first. Joey, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. So then the dentist showed up for work all bloody then? Is that, uh, yes, yes. That's kinda, yes, he did. Yeah. yeah that's for business, isn't it? Well, I know. I, he actually, so he just, he, he the clothes that he was wearing, were he just threw in his truck and then put on his work clothes. <laughs> Pretty insane. And Got you make it sound like it's up to you, and you know it's up to the wife. We hit a deer, and I was going to drive away, and she goes, "We can't drive away. What are you doing? That deer is that deer is, is, is injured. We got to we got to call a cop." Like, oh come on, we're late already. We got to. Yeah. So, but anyways, <laughs> the, the, wait, what'd you do? And, Did you call them? In the grass, it wasn't like on the side of the road, right? But, so we had to wait and uh, find it out. He would have never been able to see it, but uh, yeah, um, we had, we didn't have an insurance claim because the deer came out of the came out of the ditch, and then we almost started running parallel, and it hit us. And then it flew, and I don't know, it got hurt bad enough that it couldn't run away. But I had no damage to the car, but uh, we just called the cops and waited about a half hour and got do, out of the pistol and you, shot him. Do you think, do you think your, your wife was right or you were right? Uh, I don't know. It, it, it would have died. I mean, in nature's cruel, right? It would have died. I, I don't know. But, it, yeah, it was fine. It, it Called cops. Cops came and killed it and put it out of his misery. I guess that's more right than my answer. As usual, <laughs> she's more right than me. Joe, you've admitted this. How many years later? <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Hopefully she's not listening. Right. <laughs> I've got another story about the parking ramp thing. Yeah, the next thing made me smile because my wife uh, was at the one by uh, U.S. Bank, and she's walking. She parked, and she's walking down the ramp to pay, and uh, the parking ramp police come up, and they kind of acknowledge each other, kind of nod, and she gets back to her car. She paid. Goes back to her car. She has a ticket, and the time the time was the same. <laughs> she, <laughs> would you think there'd be some sort of allowance, right? Wow, that's and, uh, yeah. So she's upset. She tries to go online because she don't want to, you know, she don't want to have to call her. She want to deal with it. Just, right, right. She goes online. She can't do it either. Yeah. She, I, I, maybe that's the same sign in login thing. <laughs> so then she ended up having to drive down there, oh and uh, she shows her ticket. She shows that you know the guy laughs at. You know, says yeah, fight. <laughs> so, wow. She fought City Hall and won too. All right, that's a great. That's that is another great fighting City Hall story. <laughs> I, we day. and you know, I wondered when that would happen. I hadn't heard anybody else that it happened to, but I knew that was going to happen at some point. Yeah, it's like, I, so apparently that's two stories. I guess sounds like there's a glitch. So yeah, yeah, no, and I, I bet it's happened with other people as well. Thanks, Joe. I appreciate the call. Thanks so much for sharing the stories. We'll go to Dave next. Dave, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, Daryl. Hey, Mitch. So probably 15, 16 years ago, I was in northern Wisconsin coming yeah. back from a fishing trip, okay. my wife and I, and a deer ran in front of us. We missed it, but the vehicle coming the other way smoked it. I pulled over. Um, they had called the cops. I had all my stuff with me, so the deer was laying there, and it was trying to get up. And So I got my knife out, grabbed it, cut its throat. Um, shortly thereafter... Uh, county sheriff up there. This is way up, like, by Webb Lake. Okay. And he um, told me that it's illegal for me to pull a knife out and kill the deer. One, it's not hunting season. Two, I think it's because it wasn't a lawful way to kill an animal. Hmm. So then a state trooper showed up. Wow. And they kind of hashed it out, and they let me go, but they just said that it was better to call and have somebody come out and do it. Now, that being said, that was 15-plus years ago, so things may have changed since then, but yeah, so interesting. My, my guess is it probably has not, but I mean, that, that makes zero sense, frankly, to me, because, I mean, a normal, like, that's a normal, rational human response to suffering is you can, you're not going to fix an animal that has clearly been destroyed by a, a, a truck, right? So the, the normal response would be to... Dispatch of exactly. it as soon as possible, and but no, you're probably that's probably the, the, me is to dispatch it. Yeah, so. yeah, that's our euphemism of the day. By the way, we're yeah. going to keep using it. Well, interesting story. I actually, I, I'm relatively certain that that is, in fact, that it probably is still illegal to do that. But I, look, and I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. I mean, I and I and I apologize to anyone for advocating something that is in fact I'm getting called out on that on the Better Hearing Center talking text line by listeners who are texting in as well. So yeah, my guess is that you probably shouldn't do that <laughs> from a legal standpoint. You probably should not take care of the animal yourself. I get it. I get it. No, that makes sense. And probably, you know, I bet there's a lot of people that would say, "Look, I mean, you know, you don't know if the, the animal is wounded mortally." How would you know? How would how would you know if the animal's wounded mortally? Why don't you call somebody and you know if it uh, maybe that maybe it's gonna maybe just stunned could be just stunned lying there gonna jump back up and wander back into the ro- into the woods. Generally speaking, you can tell I think, but maybe not. 
Uh, listener says, telling people to go ahead and kill a deer without a license or a tag, your best bet is to call the sheriff, have the sheriff come and dispose of the deer. They have big lights and they can look around and try to find the deer. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, probably. That's probably it. That's probably it. So I've... Forgive me, please, those of you, uh, and especially that the one, those of you who happen to be the warden. <laughs> for, <laughs> Ed, forgive me for advocating for people taking care of that themselves. That's probably not the right choice. Uh, Ed's just waiting to call, man. He's just dying to call right now. 608-785-7914. Let's go to Eric. Eric, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Yeah, I was trying to tell a little story about a, when we hit a skunk. Okay. And we hit the skunk and killed it. Okay. And my wife is all upset. Sure. And it had, it had, a, little baby, had a little baby skunk with it. Oh, boy. And yeah. so she wanted to go catch the little baby. So she caught the baby. Oh, wow. Sat in the car with it. And she said, what are we going to do with the baby? And I said, well, just put it between your legs and keep it warm. It'll be okay. She said, well, what about the smell? And I said, well, just pinch his little nose shut. He'll be okay. (laughs) (laughs) Eric, Eric, Eric. Let's go to Eric from Sparta. Eric, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Yeah, it's pretty dry clear program here on the day. But I must say, it's absolutely hideous, unbelievable, unbecoming this show ungodly and a disgrace to your listeners who expect better from your program. I don't even know what you're talking about, Eric. What are you talking about? Oh, uh, killing deer and laughing about them and stuff like that and roadkill and stuff like that. Let nature take its course like it always does. When they go shooting deer, come up on them and they can hardly breathe and sucking for breath. And you look at them, you've been in Vietnam, and look at these things and think, this is a dying animal. Do you have any humanity at all for anything like this? And you said, oh, let's go ahead and cut this for Maybe that's a good thing. But overall, this program is hideous today. Thanks. Did we dip into hideous somehow? I thought um, we were having a rational discussion about what we do. It was good until Eric called because every time he calls, it's hideous. Well, I, I mean, I think that we're, we're, people are faced with this dilemma on a regular basis, are they not? Well, I feel like everyday things are more interesting to talk about than 85-year-old Chuck Grassley and Trump going on 60 Is minutes. Chuck Grassley really 85 years old? Yeah. Wow. He's 85 and Orrin Hatch is 84. Really? Yes. Wow, I didn't realize he was 85. That's amazing. How long has he been in Washington? Is it amazing Tom Brady amazing or is it amazing like what are we doing? Yeah, he's 44 years older than Tom Brady <laughs> and he's still scoring touchdowns. Well, in a figurative sense. Let's go to Ray. Ray, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Hey, Mitch. Yep. Hey, this isn't about deer. It's about a turkey my brother oh, hit one okay. time. Okay. Uh, he, was, uh, he was down by Lafarge someplace in those country curvy roads sure. down there. Yep. And he's dry, um, he was driving along, and all of a sudden a turkey flies out, hits his windshield. Yeah. You know, he just schmucked the thing. It flew over the top of his car, and there was a county sheriff behind him. Oh. And... Uh, and all of a sudden, the sheriff puts his lights on and everything pulls over my brother, and he writes him a ticket. Okay. For what? For flipping him the bird. <laughs> Man, I'm getting sucked into jokes today. Look at that. Two do in we, a row. Do we have the Price's Right Sounder on the board anymore? The dinner, dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We, we probably do. I didn't have it prepared, though. Wow. Eric and Ray both sucking me into jokes. 
Good stuff, man. No conclusions here. No, I think that we, I, I think we've we settled this. The best, the call is the call that you make to the sheriff. You hit an animal. And the animal is not quite dead, right? Yeah, like what do you do? Okay. Especially when the if a deer if it's a deer, yeah. I mean a, a turkey. Well, even a turkey can can mess you up if if it's not quite dead. Well, but it's pretty. All right, hurt. all right. So, all right. This is the then this is the question. What if it is a turkey? What if it's a turkey and not? What if it's a deer? You have a deer that you've hit and is wounded, and a turkey you've hit and is wounded. Is it? Is there? Wait, is we a just bigger, hit both of these at the it, same time? Is there? Is there a bigger moral imperative to call because the because it's a deer? I wouldn't think so, right? Oh, or is a there? Turkey? No, I feel bad either way. Okay. I think. I mean, even if I, I, I can take care of smaller things. All right, really... but but again, we get to the why. What is the difference, really? At the end of the day, are we we're talking about a couple of wild animals? What's the difference between you know a squirrel and a deer, other than size? No, not, not a ton. Not a ton, right? I mean, you know, one goes with just about everything, and then you really just. But have, nobody's calling. Nobody's really calling venison when your friend gives it to you, right? I mean, <laughs> just. Nobody's calling the sheriff. Although there is a there, I guess because there's a regulated hunting season for deer, maybe it is different in that regard. But nobody calls the sheriff when you hit a squirrel. Okay, so last winter I had an owl fall through my chimney, right? And I didn't know how. Yeah, long. that's right. Yep. I didn't know how yep. long it was in there, and I I got it. You really live out in the middle of nowhere. Well, yeah. I got I saw him. You know, he fell out of my chimney, and I had no idea how long he was in the flue. Is that what that thing's called? The yeah. open. And uh, so I called the, there's an owl center in Houston, the yeah. world's yep. owl center or something, national owl center. And they said, okay, well, bring it in in the morning. And I'm like, bring it in. I'm like, how do I, I, I don't know what it's like. And she's like, put gloves on, put it in a box and, you know, cover the box, give it some water and leave it overnight and bring it in the morning. And I'm like, give it water. I'm like, well, what is this owl going to? Like, oh, I'm thirsty, man. I just need a drink. Like, he's going to be freaking out in the box. But sure enough, the next morning. He had taken a bath in the water and everything, but so I you I, could you could still have this owl. It could be your friend. So I took the owl down to the Houston International Owl Center. That's what it's called, International, and they took it to the Raptor Center yeah. in the cities to get it looked at. And I guess six weeks no, it's later, in Wabasha, was, isn't it? Isn't the Raptor no, that's Center the Eagle Center? Oh, okay. There's a, there's a Raptor Holy Rehab cow. Center in the city. All so. these different places. All right. But, okay. So then a couple of weeks later, Millie caught a chipmunk and it like broke its leg. And so, like, and, he, and he's kind of, like, wobbling around. He got caught. Oh, he got caught in a net, like a bird net I have over some plants. And then Millie got him. And then, like, so he had a busted-up leg, right? And I'm like, okay, now, I don't know. Like, so I called the Raptor Center. And I go, like, you guys take chipmunks? And the guy kind of laughed at me because he was like, yeah, well, you could see if, because uh, they have people driving back and forth, just volunteers and whatever. And nobody called me back because... Dude, just kill the chipmunk. So there's this owl chipmunk. Do you think they would not want want the chipmunk as as like a, a treat for the owls right. or the or the eagle? Just lay it in the driveway, and an eagle will come and and swoop it up and eat it. Probably six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. If you'd like to join us here on the air, the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. More to come. Stick around. The Crosstalk PM and WIZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. We were talking earlier about uh, Rick's big win at City Hall. Beat the man on his uh, parking ticket. I think we will be talking with. Lacrosse Assistant Police Chief Rob Abraham this week. So we'll ask him about that. There's more to come. Stick around here, right here on Wisdom. Hey, Lacrosse Talk PM and WYZ. I'm Mitch Reynolds, 608-785-7914 is the Better Hearing Center. Talk and text line. Call in or text in. Either way, you get in on the program, 608-785-7914. We're also on Facebook and Twitter, and you can send me an email, Mitch at 1410WYZM.com. But again, the number is 608-785-7914. Governor Walker today at the annual convention of the Wisconsin Towns Association promised more road funding for towns. 
Uh, so we're, if you're keeping track of the Governor Walker promises now, that's uh, more money for roads for towns, more money for roads for counties, more uh, school funding. That was another thing that he said today, more uh, school funding, uh, increasing the state share of school funding up to the promised two-thirds. That was, by the way, promised a, uh, 26 years ago under a new school funding formula, and the state has never really gotten close to that. But he has promised that. So uh, so we're now up to multiple new spending promises by Governor Walker. Not a real clear idea how any of this gets paid for. I did ask f- for the governor to join us this afternoon, but um, as you can imagine with the, uh, with the uh, looming election that uh, Governor Walker has a very tight schedule and he was not able to get us in, but I'm um, hoping that we can get uh, have a conversation with Governor Walker um, at some point this week. We do have a couple of things to look forward to, and one of those tonight is on WYZM right after the show at 6.05. The Milwaukee Brewers will be on in Game 3 of the NLCS in uh, playing in L.A. So Dodgers and Brewers are currently tied 1-1. to And um, we have that game on WYZM again at 6.05 because the Packers are on our sports station at WKTY. And uh, it's 96.7 FM, uh, 580 AM. And you can join in on that program. In fact, I think there's a pregame going on right now, as a matter of fact. So... By all means, if you feel like you want to listen to that, go for it. Uh, but that's on our sports station. At any rate, so both of those things on tonight, and uh, which means that this has to be the Brewers station. So fortunate for those of you who don't want to, who do want to uh, listen in uh, to the Brewers, you get both. All right. So, but we also have. We'll take. Um, we're going to hear from um, Fran Finko uh, tomorrow. Uh, in relation to the Onalaska School District referendum, that's going to the conversation we have tomorrow, and then on Thursday we'll talk with Troy Gunderson, who is the uh, district administrator for uh, West Salem Schools. They're having another referendum there as well. So to get you insight on what their plans are for their school districts, um, maybe get their get their uh, get their pitch, I guess, so you can uh, better make your decision. Uh, and then we are, I think. We are scheduled to talk with Lacrosse Assistant Police Chief Rob Abraham on Wednesday, but um, I'm, I'll have to confirm with him because although he's on my schedule, there are times when he's not available. So hopefully, we'll we'll talk with him and maybe get some better understanding of what is actually going on with that uh, with some of our uh, what we we appear to have identified as parking ramp appeal process glitches. <laughs> I just got another story from a listener as well. And if you'd like to send me any stories, feel free to do so on the Better Hearing Center. Talk at text line 608-785-7914-785-7914. By the way, a warmer day tomorrow, 52 degrees for a high. Back to the 40s on Wednesday and then 50s again on Thursday. It's 46 on Lacrosse Talk PM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. More to come. Stick around. Lacrosse Talk PM on WYZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Thanks for riding along here this afternoon and this evening. You can join us on the Better Hearing Center. Talk at text line at 608 785 7914. That's where Joe is right now. Joe, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Hey, Mitch. Yep. So, yeah, I was pretty fascinated earlier by Rick's uh, encounter with the owl last year. <laughs> it was, I mean, that's a pretty rare thing to have an encounter, you know, even, you know, just seeing one or hearing one, yeah. but let alone, you one, know, one the whole it. ordeal where it's in his chimney. Yeah, right, right. Yep. Yeah. So. It's almost like every religion, ancient Christians, the Welsh, 
uh, almost all Native Americans, they all say that some sign, some omen. Oh? So my question was, most of them either associate it with fertility in women. Okay. Or bad luck, <laughs> or the ability for one to control other people negatively. Okay. <laughs> so, is Rick married? Do they have a recent child, or is he more either evil and trying to control us, or is he just doomed for bad luck? I, I mean, I, I'm going to go with evil and trying to control us because uh, Rick is uh, is is a uh, a he's a bachelor at this point. Um, although working at it, um, but, so I'm going to go with uh, more likely to be evil and controlling us. Or, I mean, I guess the uh, the bad luck thing is a possibility. Oh know. no! But so we, yeah, we're we're all either going to be working for Rick in five years or dead by his hand. One of the two. What, what would like, you huh? What would you rather? <laughs> Kill me now. <laughs> people would make that choice really. uh, we better do that as the people pull a question yeah no kidding right i mean that's that i could sink my teeth into that people pull question that'd be a real good one all right look, you got my vote i like i appreciate the call thanks so much and thanks for giving us the background on on um, oil uh, oil owl uh owl encounters i don't really i'm not familiar with the symbolism of owls or uh, other birds in spiritual culture but uh um I, it's possible that number three is okay uh, we'll go there. Thanks for waiting. Go ahead, Daryl. Mitch. Yep. The reason the parking czar was so good to Rick, he didn't want to get Mitch Reynolds' wingman on the radio talking about his problem. I really don't. I I, I could believe that, but I was, I think that he doesn't really care. I don't think he cares he what we really say about care. him. No, I, I really <laughs> think I, he's not. I, I, Jim is the parking czar. Jim Flotmeyer the parking czar for the city of La Crosse. He's kind of a water off a duck's back kind of guy. Yeah, not a lot sure. phases him. And so although he I don't I don't think he appreciates being called the parking czar. I don't uh-huh. think it really it doesn't really bug him that much either. Well, if you're getting paid enough money, you can brush anything off your shoulder. I found that out. Yeah, and he's not, you well, know what? I can he, call me anything he wants if he owes me money and pays his bill. Anyway, right. she went down on Jackson Street uh Friday right on uh, Jackson Street by a terrible college. Okay. Eight okay. cars parked in an old parking zone. Wow. Eight. That would have made a killing. Yeah. Eight. I counted them. I could yeah. count to eight. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Wow. I didn't know there were so parking I mean, zones that, that big. real easy picking. So it was in where it was on Jackson Street by a turbo? Jackson Street. Yeah. Right in front of an old parking sign. Hmm. And I there were eight of them. I take a picture, but I didn't have a camera. Right. Right. Huh. And another thing. Yep. When you, I've hit more deer with my chicken truck than I've gotten with my old thirty-eight forty Winchester. Yeah, yeah. And I never called a cop because years ago you didn't have a cell phone and you couldn't find a cop when you needed one, so you just continued on your way home. I, I mean, that's always... That's, that's Call your insurance man the next morning and yeah, tell them you hit a deer, they could come out and look at it. Yeah, that's the, that's the fallback. I mean, that's the... That's probably the plan that I think most people would probably follow. But nowadays, there's cell phones, so you can call anybody if you get reception. Right. But you check on uh, Rick there now. I think he's, they don't want to go after radio celebrities, you know? Well, they would have to identify some radio celebrities first. And uh, I don't think, at this point, there are none uh, currently in the room. So, uh, Well, Rick is a radio, radio man. Oh, 
you, you're he's a celebrity. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll go yeah. Rick. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Rick is probably a is is he might he might hit that status. He's got a lot of friends. Yes. Yeah. Well. And and I, again, I I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. I don't I don't believe that uh, anybody's pulling punches because of um, Rick Rick or uh, the infamy. Of Rick or Mitch, I don't think anybody is doing that, including the parking czar. You think you got special treatment because uh, because we make a lot of noise on the radio? No, they didn't know I was a okay. Yeah, a, no, anybody. I didn't think so. Yeah, they nobody nobody cares. Nobody cares about that. Um, I, I mean, in terms of personal stuff, when we we start when we start making noise about the city council screwing something up, and they they take notice to that and they, they fix it. But I, nobody in this building can say, do you know who I am? Is that true? That's right, right? Nobody in this building can say that. Nobody goes, hey, do you know who I am? No, nobody cares. Nobody can nobody could. Nobody can't. Would. Nobody, well, you literally can say it, but it makes no difference whatsoever. Right. It would make a difference. Yeah. I think Mike Kearns could say, could say that, and yep. people would be like, oh, yeah, I do know who you are. Yeah. But not that he would, or or anyone would care if he yeah, did. Yeah, we don't we don't carry that much weight. That's not. I think that the you know if we if we are and we have done this, we've had made we have changed conversations about a number of issues, including um, you know among others the lacrosse center, but uh, certainly some other issues in this town as well. And we've done this on that pro on this program, but uh, at never at any point has it occurred to me that I could, uh, get, and no, nor would I. That is, it's frankly unethical to. <laughs> To uh, to uh, swing your weight around and suggest that you can uh, gain some sort of have some sort of material gain or based on your uh, quote unquote celebrity status, which is just not something that exists in this room in any kind of way. Uh, all right, six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. If you're puzzling over that, Rick regaled us with his encounter with the uh, parking utility. He uh, managed to wheeze a lot of a ticket, a parking ticket that he got in the Main Street parking ramp. Um, apparently, a some sort of glitch in their system. I actually got an email from another listener who's and and Joey who called us and uh, talked about his own particular. Uh, issue with the uh, the parking ramp and something that happened with him, and then let's see this listener. Oh dear, I don't know. I don't know where it is. Okay, this listener said my wife was parked on the downtown parking ramp last week, and when she came out, she had a ticket for an unregistered vehicle for a hundred dollars. I called to the parking utility when it was explained to me that the ticket for an unregistered vehicle was because her license plate had expired two days prior to receiving the ticket. I've not finished my investigation as of yet, but I believe this is just a parking utility ticket and not the same ticket that she would have received if she'd been stopped by an officer. The exact amount of $100 is not a typical fine amount for a traffic violation. I have to admit, I, yeah, I think that the unregistered vehicle, I think is $140. I don't think it's 100 bucks. I, but I have to look at, we don't have, I don't have an answer for that at this moment, but I think, yeah, I would agree with that. So I don't know what's up with that. So more shenanigans, more Parking ramp shenanigans in the city of Lacrosse. That's it's just darn well getting out of hand now at this point. <laughs> All right, uh, let's see. We have um, uh, in-person absentee ballot going on in Lacrosse City Hall right now. For those of you who are uh, Lacrosse voters who want to get into City Hall and do some um, in-person absentee ballot, they've got everything set up on the, in the lobby on the main floor, and I think it's just regular. It's regular hours, so they're not staying open late. Or early, it's just regular city hall hours, so I believe that's eight to five. Um, I, 
I'm not entirely sure, but that is that's going on in the in the in the main floor of uh, City Hall in Lacrosse. You show up, you register. If you're not registered, you can do that. You can you can cast your in person absentee ballot, as a few people did today. Today was the first day of that. They had something like hundred people by noon or one o'clock or something. So it it wasn't it wasn't terribly busy, but a reasonable pace. They're going to be doing that for the next three weeks. It's interesting how much that in-person absentee ballot process, how much that's changed voting uh, and or uh, has changed how, uh, and now all sorts of things obviously have changed how people campaign. It's a lot more of a scientific process. There's a lot more social media involved and all that kind of stuff. But then there's this urgency for to get some people to the vote, to, to the polls right away. And they can do that now in, in a lot of states. And Wisconsin's one of them, obviously, where you can show up and you caps, caps cast an in-person absentee ballot early. So you you vote and you get it done and over with. There's always a, I always think that there's kind of one of those situations where you don't there's not that moment of exhilaration on on uh, on voting day when you're throw that ballot in there and you're like, "Yeah." But I also was talking to someone today who is really really frustrated with the amount of outside influence on um, those the the groups special groups coming in and doing voter registration, uh, especially among young people, college students specifically, there is a just a huge effort going on that has been going on for weeks and weeks now in getting young people again college students primarily registered to vote, getting them uh, basically pl- them pledging to vote. Which I guess works, and uh, really just just uh, generating this high level of enthusiasm among people who would otherwise skip midterm elections. And I was talking with someone today who's very frustrated by that whole thing and doesn't um, is doesn't believe that they you know that that and we've heard this argument before that young people and or college students really have any idea what they're doing when they're voting. And uh, very frustrated uh, about uh, all the effort that is uh, underway to uh, to get those uh, that particular demographic registered and get them to the polls. So we'll talk about that. 608-785-7914. If you'd like to join us here on the air, more to come. Stick around. The Crosstalk PM and WYZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. 608-785-7914. If you'd like to join us here on the air. Very simple. 608-785-7914. That's the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. Call it or text in either way you get in. On the program, I was talking about early in-person absentee voting. It's not early voting, technically, because you're not actually voting. In-person absentee voting going on, and the different uh, municipalities have different times for it, but uh, in uh, La Crosse City Hall, it is uh, going on right now. Today, the first day, and I don't know what the total was for the uh, for the entire day, but 100 people by about 1 o'clock or so had showed up, and uh, people registering and people voting the in-person absentee ballot uh, way. Um, and that will be going on there for the next three weeks. So, and that is right in the first floor of City Hall. If you are one of those people who would like to do it ahead of time, and there's a, you just fill out your ballot, give it to them, and they put it in on the night of the voting. So you get it done out of the way, and you know, uh, I've I've never I've never done it. Don't even know. Um, I don't I don't think that that's something I'm. I'm probably gonna. I like I like going on the, on the voting day. I like going and you know you. You get the the ballot, you get the ballot, you get to mark it up, slide it in the machine. You get that that moment where you're like, "Yeah, I did that." It's kind of, go- I know, goofy, 
right? But it's a feeling of satisfaction that you don't, I don't know if you would necessarily get doing an in-person absentee ballot. And then, then you're stuck for the next three weeks thinking, did I make the right choice? Am I, should I, mm, wow, hmm. Did I really? Although not a ton of people are doing that. Not so many people doing that. I don't think anybody's really weighing candidates. And this is a midterm election. So in this, so um, if you're in the, um, if you're in Minnesota's first congressional district, chances are you've got, you probably have more of a, a, a different choice. You have, you have things to weigh, right? If you're in Minnesota's first congressional dif- district, you have things to weigh. Because you got, and yes, it's a it's your typical Republican slash DFL battle. But I would imagine that there's a number of people that are probably weighing those candidates in and thinking which would which person really would be better. Um, but in the uh, third congressional district in Wisconsin, I, I don't think that there's any such thing. <laughs> I think you're either you're either in the Ron Kine camp or you're not. There's not a whole lot of uh, toss up there. I could be wrong about that. Anyway, um so I was, I was mentioning that I had a conversation with someone today who was really, really frustrated with some of the voting organization effort. And you can find out more about this on wisdomnews.com. We'll have a story up later on the organization effort of Next Gen America. That is specifically Next Gen Wisconsin, which is part of that Next Gen America movement. And that is that um, it's that group that was started by Tom Steyer, who's that, uh, that billionaire that's, that funds um, the... Uh, is 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 trying to sway elections uh, for progressives, uh, and and uh, has pledged thirty three million dollars for this midterm to do just that through that through Next Gen America. Well, Wisconsin is one of the eleven states targeted in that, and that process is really, really heavily is really going on right now in a big kind of way. And so, for weeks, they've been organizing and canvassing and registering uh, young people to vote. And I had a conversation with someone today who was, who was frustrated with that. He they, they doesn't like the influence, this outside influence, getting, getting uh, young people, specifically college students, because that's where a lot of the effort is, college students, and to, to register to vote. Because from the perspective of the person I was talking to, a, a they, don't, they don't know what they're voting about, and B, they don't even, they don't even live in the place that they're, they're voting. It's, and we've heard this before. College students shouldn't vote, you know, where they're going to college because they don't really live there or something along those lines. And I disagree with that, but I, you know, I think that where you live is where you live. If you live someplace nine months out of the year, that's where you live. But I, I, I know that I look at that a slightly different way than most people do. At any rate, I, I think that that's, you know, we, we've gone through that many, many times in the past that young people could sway elections. And, you know, part of that conversation about the marijuana referendum coming up in La Crosse County and in 16 other counties across the state of Wisconsin, or by, well, 15 counties across the state of Wisconsin, that marijuana referendum, a lot of people see those referendums going on all over the county as being, yeah, about referendums, because, but they're all advisory. And so many look at those as really just a thinly veiled attempt to get young people to the polls for this particular election. And it just so happens that all of these counties are doing it all during this upcoming election. Legalization of marijuana just happens to be on the ballot. So we, when we talked to the La Crosse County Board Chair, Tara Johnson, about that, she said, you know, she's heard that. Uh, she did not, she would not affirm, of course, that that is in fact what they were trying to do. It was more about about the legalization process of marijuana and, you know, all that. But 
But I get it. All right. So anyway, uh, uh, a uh, a uh, a listener weighing in on the the Better Hearing Center uh, talk and text line says, "I think that all citizens of the United States of America should be required required to vote in every election. It should be required to serve either community service or work in a veterans' home or a wounded warriors' facility to teach them the price of their freedom that they have chosen not to vote." Huh. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I just, I just don't know why you don't. I don't know why you wouldn't vote. I don't know why you wouldn't vote. A listener weighing in on the in-person absentee balloting. Uh, this uh, saying uh, because I've, I expressed preference of rather, I'd rather show up at the polls on election day and vote, um, which is what Rick does too. Very conscientious uh, as a uh, from a civil, uh, you know, civil responsibility standpoint. This listener says you would rather stand in line, take up a parking space, and cause people to drive by because the parking lot is full, so they drive by. You'd like to participate in voter suppression by voting on Election Day. Early absentee voting takes about five minutes. On the Better Hearing Center talk text line, Ben says if you're forced to do it, it's not freedom. 608-785-7914. We'll go to Eric. Eric, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. I'm say one thing about these uh, next-gens and these uh, ex-gens. And who, who the hell ever had their stomp stires? Uh, absolute jerk. Number one. If these students want to help our country, want to do anything, I suggest they reinstate the draft so they can find out what's going on in the world, get their ass kicked once more by a drill sergeant, then they'll find out what, their, what the country means to them. Thanks. All right. Man, he's just, we're, what did he call us, hideous uh, earlier? Did he yeah, say we were a, hideous? That was another hideous call by Eric. Yeah. Well, I think he called us hideous. Yeah, but I'm calling his call hideous. I don't know. I don't know if I'd agree I think, with that. I feel like if he's going to critique us, we could critique his call. I think it's a, I think it's an energetic, passionate, emotional response to the subject matter. Little wheezy, little wheezy. And I that I don't think Too I don't think I really I don't think that it's reasonable for us to mock people because of their apparent you know physical fallibilities. I don't. So, just, it's like, calm I think down. calling him wheezy, I'm not sure, is something we should be doing. I feel like he called people snowflakes. So. Well, he didn't say that on the air. He may have just said that to you. Maybe he oh, called you a me. snowflake. I think, you're taking, snow, I think you're taking no, it too personally. I guess it did snow yesterday. So and there maybe. was some snow, yes. yes. Yeah. Well, my sister lives in Virginia. It was, it's 70 degrees there yesterday. 70. 70 of them. It Were was they in sweatshirts? 38 degrees and snowing here. No, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't think that they, yeah, they were actually, now I think about it, I think they were probably in sweatshirts. It's cold. That's 70, is it? It's a cold 70. It's a cold, cold 70. Yeah, snowing. Um, yeah, I, I don't. Did you see any information on this missing girl? I mean, there's been a couple of alerts now. Mm-hmm. We haven't had. Yeah, it's the same Amber Alert that um, that police have been uh, forwarding. And again, her, what's her name? Jamie. Jamie Close. Jamie Close. And, and she's and missing like parents, from. I think her parents are found dead. Mm-hmm. Yep, and she was she's and then she disappeared from uh, somewhere in Barron County. We don't have any other, as uh, the Amber Alerts have noted, we don't know where uh, she is gone, who she might be with, what she might be wearing. Thirteen-year-old um, Jamie Close. Um, this is just it's really one of those. Uh, you've heard the Amber Alerts by now, uh, but this was this was uh, in Barron County. Um, we don't have a ton of information other than what we've heard on the uh, Amber Alert. So we're hoping that, uh, I mean, um, and we do have that We do have that story up on wisdomnews.com. Yep. Okay, cool. All right, so you can go to wisdomnews.com uh, to find out more about that. By the way, one trip at wisdomnews.com. If you sign up to be a Wisdom Insider brought to you by Wafer, uh, you can get those headlines delivered to your email inbox daily. Go to wisdomnews.com for more information on that and more information on Jamie Close 
uh, the missing girl that's been the focus of these Amber Alerts. Uh, not just not a ton of information on this girl, um, but it's uh, yeah, it's a really really curious story. And this is in Barron County, right? I mean, that's right, right? Barron County. That's yep. where she went missing from. Okay, so. All right, six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four, and let's see. Let's go to um, let's go to Nathan on this one. Nathan, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Hey, uh, no, I uh, I agree with the uh, I mean the idea of mandatory uh, voting, and I also kind of agree with Eric. I think that you know the flavor of our uh, Congress has really been diminished with the uh, years ago. You know, most every congressman and senator had served in the military. But uh, in this day and age, very few of them. We've gone all over to uh, attorneys and lawyers and and people that are very, you know, um, I don't know, legalistic. Would that be the right way? They don't. They don't see the benefit of working together. Hmm. Okay. So, sure. I, and there is a, I, and I, I get a kick out of listening to stuff. So. Yeah, and I think that, and there has been obviously. And I, look, I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. I, I mean, there there are. Others who have noted the lack of military service in recent generations. Obviously, after World War II, you know, the years after that, not immediately after that, but the years after that, we saw just a vast influx of military veterans into Congress. And similarly, after Vietnam, there was a very similar thing that happened. In the years after Vietnam, we saw the influx of, of service members uh, coming through coming through Congress. So. And we're seeing some of that again. I mean, we have people who have it, the in the American Armed Forces have been oh quite busy. Let's just put it that way. And in, in the past several years, and we have a number of people who are running for Senate and for uh, the House of Representatives who have a, have military backgrounds. In fact, I mentioned um, uh, Dan Fian uh, across uh, in in Minnesota's first congressional district. He has he's got a military background, like uh, not unlike Tim Walls, although uh, Dan was on. Um, he was uh, a um, where's he deployed? Dan, did, we, did I have the name? <laughs> it just, did I say that right? I think he was he was he was deployed in Afghanistan. I want to say, and I think he joined after two thousand one. Um, but you know, um, and then we have, and of course, uh, Steve Toft, who is running for Congress against Ron Kind, obviously has a military background, and then the guy who ran. Against him the last time, also had a military background. And so we have, you know, there's, there's a lot of people, a lot of people who have uh, showed up. Uh, there's a number of key Senate races that involve, um, you know, notably women who have uh, military backgrounds as well. So um, what's up with all the voter suppression talk on wisdom, not from the host, from the callers? So I'm not sure what that is. Although I, I would agree that we have a listener who said, if you're forced to do it, it's not freedom. I would say, yeah, voting should not be, we should not have to compel you to vote you should just vote because it's it's the things you should do <laughs> you should do that uh all right it's i mean it's just it's silly not to Who do we have ben let's go there ben thanks for waiting go ahead you're on hey i just wanted to respond to eric and uh whoever the last caller was yeah. sorry i missed his name about uh forcing people to join the military mm-hmm. i understand the frustration with these guys but i'm a veteran myself and i want people standing by my side in war that want to be there, sure. that have volunteered and are willing to do the work. I want to give those people guns that are going to stand by me and protect my back. And, and I'm sure that you served with people who, although they voluntarily enlisted, at some point they didn't want to be there anymore. I'm sure that you've had that experience too, right? 
Right, absolutely. Yeah. And it's the worst. <laughs> it's the, there's yeah, nothing good but, about it. But then, you know, it's only a four-year enlistment, yep. and then you can get yep. out. Yep. It's yep. your time, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. No, I would agree with that. Yeah, that's 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 the beauty of our, um, you know, that it, as our our military right now, and that's that's something that was significantly lacking in during Vietnam. I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. Yeah, compulsory military service doesn't always go the way you, you think it might go. All right, let's take care of some business uh, um, in relation to First American Roofing and Siding. You can check them out up in Holman. But uh, as you know, and we saw some snow yesterday, that snow and um, the snow and ice season are just around the corner, obviously. And I tell you what, if you are if you sometime during this winter run into that situation where you have a significant amount of snow piled up on your roof or potential ice dams, uh, First American Roofing and Siding are the people that you want to call to take care of that. Heavy snow loads can be uh, very stressful for the structure of your roof's decking. The snow can get really heavy, but it can also turn into ice. And uh, therefore, the best way uh, to prevent ice dams in the first place is to remove the snow. First American Roofing Society can do that for you. But they can also remove ice dams from your roof, and they do it with the only safe way, and that's using steam. Their steamers melt the ice on your roof without harming your roof system. Go to their website at firstamericanroofing.com to find out more. Call them in Holman at 783-3101. Also, if you're looking for a bid for next year, the project that you're going to get to next year, your roof, your siding, whatever it might be, give them a call and and try to get that on the schedule right now. Again, up in Holman, they're at 783-3101 or find out more on their website, firstamericanroofing.com. That's First American Roofing and Siding. Lacrosse Talk PM and Wisdom. I'm Mitch Reynolds. I'm Mitch Reynolds, Lacrosse Talk PM on WYZM. Thanks for riding along here this afternoon and this evening. Thanks for all of your input. Don't forget the Brewers coming up at 6.05. Uh, that is right after the end of this show. You'll hear the Milwaukee Brewers on the air here on Wisdom. Uh, so good luck, Brewers. They're uh, on, let's see, what, game three against the Dodgers. And then the Packers, of course, on our sports station, WKTY. That's at 96.7 FM and 580 AM. Thanks, my love, to Anna for Rick Solo. I'm Mitch Reynolds. We'll talk tomorrow right here on Wisdom.